plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier, Bleacher Report. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And today it's a solo pod. Our friend, friend of me, Landon McCool. You can follow him at McCoolBTB is off today. Uh, so you just get me. Uh, so today we're going to preview the Cowboys game against the Broncos coming up on Sunday. Uh, Landon will be back on Monday to review, hopefully, another Cowboys win uh, so let's go ahead and just jump into uh, some of the big keys for the Cowboys if they want to win this game on Sunday in Denver. Uh, few notes. I, I wrote down seven different things I think need to happen if the Cowboys want to win. Um, but before we do that, just a couple little background things. Um, as of 2016, 59% of teams that started the season 2-0 and uh, reached the playoffs. Um, it's a big mark, especially in the Cowboys division. Uh, they're probably going to need at least 10 wins to get to the playoffs. It's a big game for both teams. The, the Broncos are in a tough, tough division in the AFC West. Um, it's very important for both teams to get off to that fast start, and especially Dallas because of their schedule and what the back end of that schedule looks like. And you know, if you're the Cowboys and you're thinking about trying to make a Super Bowl run, you really need to look at trying to get as many home playoff games as possible. If Dallas is forced to go to Green Bay and play in Lambeau, or they're forced to go to Seattle and play in Seattle, while I think they can win there, their odds, I think, significantly drop of doing so. So um, it's going to be a tough matchup for the Cowboys in a couple, for a couple of different reasons. Playing in Denver early in the season is tough. Uh, for a few reasons, the biggest is, the altitude is a problem. Uh, since 2000, the Broncos are 19 and 0 or 19 and 1 uh, at home in the first two weeks of the season, according to uh, Sharp Football. Warren Sharp, follow him on Twitter. Great follow. Um, it's just tough to play there. So the Cowboys are going to be up against the elements. I think it's going to take them a little bit of a uh, maybe a quarter to get their breath. Um, it's going to be a challenge. So. Let's go ahead and talk about those seven keys to victory. The first being, you got to find a way to block Von Miller. Uh, I think he is the best pass rusher in the entire league. You got to figure out a way to get a body on him. Uh, I think you can you can bully him a little bit in the run game if you run at him. He's a fantastic chase down uh, run player, uh, but you need to get a body on him, and that's where I think Tyrone or Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins can win. I'm a little worried about Lyle Collins and being able to go up against that speed. Uh, Von Miller can absolutely dominate games. Uh, I remember watching him in the opening game last year against Carolina. He basically won that game for Denver because of how great he can be at times. So if the Cowboys want to continue to be an efficient offense, 
they've got to find a way to not only block Von Miller, but also block Shaquille Barrett, who I think is a really underrated player. I think he's scheduled to hit free agency next year, and he is going to get a ton of money out on the open market. So both those edge rushers, Barrett and Von Miller, you got to find a way to handle them. Uh, whether the Cowboys tried to go a little bit more of an up-tempo offense and try to get the ball out of their hands a little quicker, uh, maybe they just decide, you know, hey, this is the game that Ezekiel is going to get 28 carries, and his tongue is going to be hanging out by the end of the game, but we need him to neutralize that pass rush. Maybe they leave Rod Smith or Ezekiel Elliott in to pass protect a little bit more. Whatever it is, the Cowboys have got to find a way to neutralize those pass rushers. Uh, you know, and speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, this is a guy that's going to have to have a big game. Uh, he mentioned after the last game against the Giants that his body was sore. I, I just don't think uh, he didn't get a lot of work in the preseason. Uh, he didn't get touched much in training camp. So it's going to take him a little bit to get into football shape. And that doesn't, I'm not saying he's out of shape because I've seen some people say he's overweight. I don't think that's the case. I think Ezekiel Elliott's one of those guys that may start a season a little heavier because throughout the course of the season, he's going to lose weight, and it's hard to put on weight as a running back as the season goes along. Um, the more the Cowboys can get the ball to Elliott, the better. They are 6-0 and when Elliott touches the ball at least 25 times. They're 11-1 and when he has 100 or more total yards. they got to find a way to get him the ball. Um Broncos are one of the best third down and long teams in the NFL. So if the Cowboys can avoid being in third and eight, third and ten, and being a lot more third and shorts, they're going to be fine. The Broncos gave up a pass rating last year of just 58.7 on third down and six or longer. So the Cowboys have got to use that running game to get into manageable third downs. Uh, we all know about how great their cornerbacks are and Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris. I don't expect this to be a very good game for Dez or Beasley. Uh, so I think it's going to have to be a lot of Elliott on the ground and maybe a lot of Dak Prescott with his legs. So if the Cowboys can approach that 30 to 35 uh, rush attempt mark, I think they should be okay. The Broncos don't have the same run defense as the Giants. In fact, they were much worse last year. Uh, they gave up over 2,000 yards rushing. Um, a lot of that is because of Denver's ability to shut down the pass. Teams were were kind of forced to run the ball because of that great pass rush. But the Cowboys have got to find a way to run the ball, uh, not just effectively, but they got to run it a lot against Denver to avoid getting themselves into unfavorable situations against Von Miller and Shaquille Barrett. So those first two keys are kind of tied together. Um, now flipping to the other side of the ball, the Broncos do not have a great offense. But their offense can be good enough to win games, especially considering the defense and the special teams they have. One thing they cannot allow it to happen is they, they cannot give up yards in the, in, on the ground. They cannot let C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles gash them. Um, last year, the Cowboys finished as the number one rush defense in the NFL. I believe they, averaged, they gave up less than 80 yards per game. While I know they're not a bad run defense, that stat's a little inflated because... The Cowboys were rarely behind in games last year. It was not very often that you saw the Cowboys behind in games and teams could milk the clock in the fourth quarter. So teams were in catch-up mode, so they kind of abandoned the run. Uh, they knew Dallas didn't have a great pass rush, so it just made more sense to pass in the second half of games. Uh, I kind of expect the Broncos to really try to grind this one out. Uh, I think, especially playing on a short week, because they played the, night, the late, late game 
uh, on Monday in Denver. I think they're going to want to try to run the ball early to try to get to the second half and then see what the pass rush can do then. The Cowboys have got to make sure that C.J. Anderson does not kill them. Uh, a very underrated runner. He can run with a lot of power. I like him best at an inside zone situation. So it's going to be up to those linebackers and Sean Lee and Jalen Smith to make sure that he doesn't get a ton of yards after contact. Jamal Charles will probably be their third down back. Uh, I He's clearly not the player he was two, three, four years ago, but he still has that speed that you've got to be nervous every time he touches the ball. Um, and that kind of leads back to the turnover battle. The Cowboys have preached this being an efficient offense, not turning the ball over, and that's something they're going to have to be able to make sure they don't do in Denver. Uh, our buddy Chase Stewart of Football Perspective uh, said that last year 78% of teams that won the turnover battle and then ending up and winning the game, uh, the Cowboys have got to make sure that, that it's not interceptions, fumbles, uh, Zeke putting the ball on the ground. They can't lose this turnover differential, especially when you're on the road. Uh, last year, the Cowboys did a great job at that. That's why they were one of the best road teams in all football. They had just 15 turnovers all year, uh, two of which came from Mark Sanchez in the last game of the season. So they really had only 13 turnovers in games that mattered. Uh, Dak had just five interceptions. Uh, so as long as they can take care of the ball and run the ball, I think they're going to have a pretty good chance to win this game. Uh, one of the other things that the Broncos do really well is they take the ball away. And, and this is, they rely on turnovers to kind of supplement their offense in some ways. They rely on scoring on defense and special teams to help out what they, you know, kind of a mediocre offense. So if the Cowboys can play a safe conservative game, and I, you know, I would really stress to Dak Prescott that. It's okay to punt in this game. It's going to be okay. Don't force things on third down. Don't make contested throws that you don't need to make. Um, it's going to be okay to punt. Trust your defense. I, I've talked about on this show the last two episodes that as long as Sean Lee is out there, this has been a really good defense. It, it, shockingly, they've held opponents under 21 points. It's okay to punt, Dak Prescott. It, it's just not worth getting that crowd into it. And if you if you watch that game on Monday night, that Broncos crowd was loud. And the last thing you want to do is turn the ball over on the road and get that crowd fired up. Uh, let's take a break to tell you about our friends at Sesney. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That is until you meet the Sesney Premier Realty Group. The professional and experienced real estate agents of the Sesney Premier Realty Group provide service that is second to none. Focused on building personal relationships with their clients, excuse me, Sesney Premier Realty Group Realtors seek to understand their clients' needs and wants to ensure those needs and wants are met every time and will strive to provide a hassle-free buying and selling experience as they assist their clients with all their real estate needs. No matter the situation, they're here to help. If you or someone you know is struggling with the possibility of buying selling or relocating, or the possibility of a short sale or foreclosure, the Sesney Premier Realty Group knows that you deserve the best and will make sure that you get the best. If you currently need or think you will have real estate needs in the future, contact the Sesney Premier Realty Group directly at 469-672-6987. That's 469 672 
888-626-6987. You can also visit their website at www.yourdfwhomesolution.com. I know these guys are fantastic. Check them out if you have any real estate needs. All right, let's go back to my last three keys of the game. Uh, this one comes on defense. The Cowboys need to make sure that they can force Trevor Simeon to throw the ball downfield. Now, this one's going to be a little awkward for the Cowboys because they are typically a bend-but-don't-break defense. Typically, they will allow quarterbacks to make short throws in the hopes that they will not drive the length of the field with those short throws and that they're going to get impatient at some point. Well, against Denver, that's Trevor Simeon's strength. He does not thrive when throwing the ball down the field. In 2016, he completed just 14 of 48 passes down the field, uh, of 20 yards or more down the field. Uh, he really, really struggled. He really struggled to the right side of the field, especially. So the Cowboys can actually jam up the middle, and this is kind of what I'm hoping with. Uh, you know, maybe they move Byron Jones down inside the box a little bit more. They keep Chidobe Awuzie floating around that area. If they can force Trevor Simeon to take shots down the field and they're unsuccessful, the Cowboys, I think, have a chance to be pretty good on defense in this game. They've got really talented receivers. They've got guys that can go up and make plays in the ball, such as uh, Demarius Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders is a great guy to have going down the field. Uh, They really need to try to make Simeon throw the ball down because he's just not accurate enough past 20 yards. He's just not going to threaten the deeper parts of the field. But he can get in a rhythm, and he he's athletic. Um, he is pretty accurate within 15 yards. I believe his quarterback rating last year within 14 yards was over 100. You can't let him get into a rhythm. Uh, their offensive line is not very good, and that kind of leads me to my next point. If they can hit Simeon and really jam up some of the, his favorite routes, especially Sanders and Demarius Thomas on comebacks and outs, then I think they're going to have success on defense. Uh, the Broncos' offensive line is kind of a mess right now. Um, on Monday night, they actually were playing okay until Ronald Leary uh, left the game. He's playing right guard for them now. Uh, he left the game, and then it kind of all fell apart. Their tackles are not very strong. Garrett Bowles is their first-round pick. He's from out of Utah. Um, he is now playing their left tackle. He's okay. Uh, Benelik Watson on the right side is a disaster. If it was me and I was the defensive coordinator, I think I would have Demarcus Lawrence on every single snap against Menelik Watson. Uh, For Leary's replacement, if Leary does not play, and I kind of have a feeling he's not going to, he didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, He was present at practice on Thursday, didn't practice at all. He has a concussion. I just kind of don't think he's going to be ready for the game. Uh, If he can't go... They're likely going to have to play uh, Alan Barbre, who was a backup on the Eagles for a long time. Uh, Billy Turner, who is a uh, – he's kind of an NFL journeyman. He might be the most suited play right guard. The inside of that offensive line, all the interior part of that offensive line is just not very good. Um, now, I don't think the Cowboys have a loaded defensive line at all, but I think they've got enough talent to to exploit their, uh, their tackles especially because – they just don't have very good job or very good players at that spot. Stuff the run. I would be sending seven and eight guys in the box at all times. Force Simeon to throw the ball down the field, and you'll probably find some success on offense. I think the Broncos would like to try to score about twenty to twenty-one points in this game, and hopefully their defense can hold Dallas under that. Um, Dallas is going to need to create turnovers as well. 
this is an offense that they can chew up clock and not put points on the board. And that's almost the worst kind of offense for the Cowboys to go against because the Cowboys need the ball to be successful. They need to keep their defense off the field. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm just kind of curious to see how Rod Marinelli comes up with a game plan to stop Trevor Simeon and the Denver Broncos offense. And last but not least, uh, special teams are always a big key to victory. I would put this number one because almost always the team that wins the special teams battle is going to end up winning the contest. Uh, you saw it on Sunday night with the Cowboys. Chris Jones was fantastic. He was an absolute weapon. Uh, he was asked to punt four times on all four punts. He got he pinned the Giants inside the 10-yard line. I believe two of them were pinned inside the 5-yard line. Um, he's a weapon. Uh, that, you know, pinning the Giants up against their own end zone, and then uh, it really stifled their offense. So if the Cowboys can continue to play uh, great special teams, and they've got one of the best kicker and punter combinations in the league, Dan Bailey is fantastic. Um, he looks healthy again this year. Uh, if they can continue to win that area of the game every single week, they should be a pretty solid team once again this year. Look for Isaiah McKenzie. He's an electric returner out of Georgia for the Broncos. I would try to punt away from him as much as possible. Um, on kickoffs, just kick the ball out of the back of the end zone. Playing in that Denver altitude, that shouldn't be a problem for Dan Bailey. So just kind of look for the Cowboys to try to avoid McKenzie if possible. Um, I'm a little curious to see how Ryan Switzer does in his second game uh, as the team's returner. I, I love the move last week, being fearless and not calling for a fair catch. I mean, that's why they drafted the, this kid, because he's he's so explosive. But at the same time, he's fearless. He ha I, I know it's cliche to say he has grit, but he really does. This is the kind of player that you want on your team because he's scrappy like that. I know I'm using all these uh, cliches and code words, but you guys know what I mean. This is a really good player. Um, real quick before we end the end the show, uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, the our new sponsor, Pro Football Focus. Uh, at the beginning of the week, we told you that we we're going to draw a name uh, this week for the podcast uh, for a free. Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We've only had a couple of those so far, so we're actually going to extend it to next week. We'll draw two winners next week. All you have to do is go to iTunes, leave a review, and make sure that you include your name and your Twitter handle, and then we'll draw it next week. If you win the Pro Football Focus Edge subscription, you'll have access to NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, uh, NFL draft coverage with Pro Football Focus profile stats, uh, Pro Football Focus fantasy, DFS, NFL draft articles, team and player pages pages featuring Pro Football Focus stats. It's fantastic. I am a huge fan of Pro Football Focus. I've been a member or a subscriber for, I mean, I think since 2011. Check it out and give us a review. Uh, give us a nice little shout out on iTunes. You'll be entered to win the contest. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for today's show. Make sure you follow Locked On Cowboys on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can follow Landon at McCoolBTB. We'll be back on Monday to hopefully talk about the Cowboys victory. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.